almost done. We've almost done it. I don't want to get too excited and say we're done because who knows what can happen in the next couple of minutes when we try to record the season slash sort of series finale. Not the series finale of the Mofies, but the series finale of Masters of Horror. Right, Christine? Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true. And what a (laughs) note to end on. Um... I mean, it could have been worse, right? Oh, oh, completely. It just could have also been any type of excitement for a finale. (laughs) Could have had (sighs) something. I don't know. Uh, What episode are we talking about, my dear? We're talking about episode 13. Lucky number 13. (laughs) I was like, how many are in the season? 13. (laughs) Uh, Dream Cruise. Dream Cruise. Directed by... Norio Surata. I'm sure we're saying his name wrong. We apologize. We are not great at Japanese pronunciations. Um, I'm not great at any pronunciations, honestly. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm great. So, uh, I would say I'm great at Long Island pronunciations, but that's not true. <laughs> I don't. I try. We've talked about this before. I've tried faking a Long Island accent, which is obviously where I'm from. Um, and I don't do a good job. I've been watching The Sopranos a lot lately, so now I'm getting really good at my Jersey accent. But mm. there is a distinction. And you know what? I'm not on a tangent, because our lead character in this, sh- in this sh- episode was supposed to be from Long Island. I got news for you. That dude was not from Long Island. No. Yeah. No. I, yeah. It's actually news to me that he was from Long Island. There's a throwaway line in the episode. Uh, Although... You would catch it, and I wouldn't. Well, let that. me ask you the first question. Okay. Uh, how long was the episode you watched? Um, oh, I read this. There's apparently a, uh, the 60-minute episode cut, and then there's actually a 90-minute. Yes. Which one did you watch? This was not 90 minutes. Oh, wow. So we watched two different episodes. <laughs> you watched the full length? I didn't know. I am. How, how did you get it? Uh, Tubi. It's the one that's on Tubi. Zach, we didn't watch. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm just going to turn and ask the person next <laughs> Her to me. Her assistant. Um, we didn't watch a 90-minute version of that. It felt long, Did you but watch it, it on Tubi or Roku channel? Long. What did we, I think we watched it through the Roku channel. Damn it. I even meant to check. So I didn't, I didn't realize. I didn't know until after when I was yeah. looking at the Wikipedia for it. <gasps> wow. So, had I known there was two different, I might have looked into it, but like beforehand, but I didn't know until after. It definitely, like, it didn't feel like it felt long because there's, for me, there's like pacing things in this. Yes. But um, it didn't feel an hour and a half long. I would have been, I would have been going mad. This, okay. So <laughs> as we talk, I am going to um, check the Roku channel and see <laughs> which Excuse version me. is airing on there. But so here's the thing. I um, have typically I watch these like like I do most of my watching during quarantine. I, I'll watch something in the morning before work. I'm an early riser. Yeah. I have my, my my breakfast. I have my coffee and I spend like an hour at home getting ready for my day before I leave for the office. Roku and, channels is an hour. Is an hour. So Damn it. Wow. OK. So I'm sorry we didn't know this. <laughs> I am too. No, I'm mad at myself because I what I had meant to do. So Friday morning, and I even debated with myself. I'm like, do I watch another episode of The Sopranos or do I use this morning to watch Masters of Horror? And I decide, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'll do something different. I'm like, let me watch Dream Cruise this morning. And I turn it on. And first I'm like, wow, this is really slow. I'm like, wow, nothing's happening. And yeah. then I pause it to go get my coffee and I see I have 40 minutes left in the episode and I'm like wait what the what what now and I am so confused that's gotta be a wild surprise it was and I was absolutely no there's no precedent for that no 
Like, no. we have no precedent for them to be randomly an hour. Oh, and it's very frustrating because <laughs> had I known there were two cuts, I would have checked Roku channel to see if they had the hour long mm-hmm. cut. Because I would have rather watched that because I feel like that's more representative of what the show is supposed to be. Um, but I was already too far into it. And I even thought to myself after I finished it the next day, so I couldn't watch this in one sitting because I had to go to work. The next day I'm like, you know, I should check and see if the 60 minute version is anywhere because I'd be curious to, ha- to maybe not sit down and watch it, but like have it on in the background to kind of see how different is it? Like, what does it cut out? Um, so now I'm, I'm angry at myself, but I'm angrier at the show. <laughs> I think, I think theoretically that's really interesting. I think it's yeah. interesting that they filmed like a basic, basically a feature length movie and like, then edited it if down, I, I guess. If I had known, like I said, if I had known before watching it that 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 one of these episodes was actually filmed like a feature length, I think I would have chosen that because <laughs> that to me is like you really you really like you committed to this idea and then potentially someone edited you down and now it's going to be a little choppy or a little rushed or messy, but like I'm going to tell you right now the hour version felt very decompressed and was very slow yeah. and plodding and I don't know Guess what? How... So's the 90 minute version. Yeah. I don't know what an extra half hour looks like to be honest with you. Oh man, it's yeah, I'd be curious what was changed and I had did no research on this one cuz frankly I really didn't care. Um yeah. I at one point I was hateful of this episode. At one point I'm like Fuck this. I'm like, you know, and this is the sh- this is the episode that they chose to be 90 minutes. Why? Why, why, why? Then it ended and I felt a little better, um, which is yeah. shocking because it did something. And again, I, oh, I, I said, Emily's going to hate this. I know. And yet that <laughs> ended up being for me the saving grace, weirdly. So uh-huh. let's, before we dive into the episode, let's talk about the director. Um, so it is, so again, um, Norio uh, Tussarata, who... Um, lots and lots. So, twenty-nine directorial credits. Um, Japanese director. Uh, films include Ringu Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he did The Grudge, but why doesn't he come up as a director of The Grudge? Is it because I don't know how to spell The Grudge in Japanese? I don't see it here. I'm so confused. I could have sworn for Ringu. You're right. Wait. So Ringu Zero was the first ring? Was the ring? No, it's from, I don't think so. It's from 2000. Isn't Ring earlier than that? Yeah, I think you're this right. Is a, in this prequel to Ring, a young... Uh, oh. I'm not going to try to say words I don't know how to say for no reason, so I'm just going to stop right there. It's a prequel. <laughs> so... Like, like Why this see? guy is now my question. Why did I think this was the guy that did The Grudge? I mean, he clearly has quite a lot of. Oh yeah, a lot of Japanese credits that like, I don't know. Um, like and they're are, like, and they all look spooky and stuff. Yeah, so. and IMDb only lists the Japanese title for the most part, so it's very hard to know um, what what it translates to or if I've seen it. So yeah, it's he. Look, this isn't terribly directed. It's just incredibly boring and poorly thought out, and a disappointing end to this. I thought. I don't understand why this was episode 13. I do. I think the plain reason was, well, in season one, episode 13 was a Japanese director, so let's do that with season two, which feels yeah. weirdly racist, I think. Like, um, This would have been a lot. You know where this should have sat? 
It should have sat kind of where Fair Hair Child sat yeah. in the first season. Yep. It it really should have been like rolling into the second half placement mm-hmm. uh, of the season. I think it did itself a disservice by being the last yeah. one. Because either either you're expecting it to end on a high note, or you're expecting it to be like extreme, right, like right. imprint was. Like I almost because... wish Pelts was the finale. Just because it's that, like, it's the most ridiculous. And again, it seems like there was no real logic to how these aired, uh, aside from what was finished, we aired first. But it makes sense to me that you start the season by trying to build an audience. So you throw the the big profile names up, up front, but you also throw the good episodes up front. And then, yeah, like, you can kind of dip down to this one of a, if you're still with us, here's Dream Cruise. And then end on something that people remember. And I'm not saying, believe me, I hated Pelts far more than I disliked this one. I just think this one, for me, was dull. No, I was thinking Pro-Life should have been the last one. Yeah, that's that, that, that I would agree yeah. with that. Because then it's also, like, your John Carpenter finish, even though, you know, it's terrible. <laughs> Yeah. So um, I, I really don't understand the way they order them. Other, no. yeah, but like, yeah, this this was this did this one a disservice. Yeah, completely. So, and and yeah, I think that that's why was... nobody talks about it. I have never heard anybody talk about this positively or negatively. I don't think a lot of people have seen this, and I wouldn't really tell them to. It is so of its time, in a way that should be interesting except it wasn't interesting when it was happening like ring came out american saw it the ring is a really well-made movie the grudge came out which i think is a, is a is a good telling of that and then every movie for the next year used all of these same tropes of long-haired ghosts where you can't see her eyes and dripping water and all of these like tiny little things that when they don't, when they're not used effectively, are just boring. Yeah. Yeah. It Boring, and I mean, this was 13 years ago, so yeah. maybe less boring then. Yeah. I kept, I kept saying, like, well, maybe it would have played different if we hadn't seen this, and then seen it again, and then seen a parody yep. of it, yep. and then come back around. Like, I, I got it. Because for all intents and purposes, there's nothing wrong with the episode. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want i i couldn't commit to caring about it well, and it doesn't and give you a reason was, to it was a little confusing which could be and i'm curious where it was confusing because i wonder if any of that was explained to me in the 90 minute version yeah i don't even think that it was like i don't understand the plot i just didn't understand where we were a lot of the times mm, yeah like there's there's possession and then there's like like there's no rules yeah, yeah. why it, don't it we just we, like, go through the plot of the episode <laughs> i made a joke yesterday when i watched it that the plot is um uh, a young man gets over his fear of water <laughs> that was, that was I mean, my yeah synopsis. Um, <laughs> because it's about an american dude who it opens with him like watching his brother drown and he's like racked with guilt over and i mean it. you know what though i'm sorry that kid should have felt guilty because that he was really bad at saving his brother well, I mean, he was also a child, so yeah. you can't really expect yeah. a child yeah. to react, Fine. you know, like an adult 
should but but he's upset about it yeah and that's sure okay. and like, that's fine that's a good character me. thing you know yeah a little you know we can all say it's probably a little rote mm-hmm. maybe maybe we do this too often but it's fine okay. and and like there you go that's your that's your basic character because that is his character development for for in my version at least what? is that his his brother died and it literally dictates everything he does and doesn't do it seems like it yeah and he is now a, I guess, a lawyer businessman yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Um, where he is uh, having a relationship with a woman named Yuri, who is married to a very wealthy man. Mm-hmm. And he is summoned. Like, I'm trying to, like, at first, I'm like, is it a business thing? But they never, even in the 90 minute version, the business is never explained. I don't know what. Um, I can't remember. What is the name of the husband is, I guess, E.G. E.G., yeah. Um, I don't exactly know what he does, but he's one of those, like, big, scary businessmen who's very wealthy and dangerous. Yeah, there's, like, the the picture of them in, in uh, Jack's office at the beginning that's, like, to the best partner. And I'm like, okay, I guess, I don't know. I guess they, I, I'm just, like, they have some kind of relationship that, for, that seems to go beyond business. Yes. Like, they're... They're closer than that. And that's what I didn't, I didn't get more than that. And I was like, look, I don't think I need to get more than that. There wasn't more to get. So he is invited to EG's boat um, where it's EG and Yuri and Yuri is having an affair with Jack, um, is afraid to leave her husband because he has all now. And here's the, like, here's the problem that I had with this is um, the actors are fine. Um, the actor playing Jack is, I thought, I'm like, he looks like Michael C. Hall and Harry Hamlin had a baby together. He does, he does have some Hamlin quality. Yeah, like a very handsome man. I thought he was fine. Um, the woman playing Yuri, um, also was in, uh, Blindness, which we reviewed way back when. Mm, She's fine. Um, the actor playing E.G. is, uh, Ryo Ishibashi. I'm saying that wrong. I apologize. Who you would recognize from Audition, from The Grudge. From everything. From everything, yeah. yeah. He's fine. The acting is fine. The performances are actually very good. Um, but there is nothing to the... Jack has a character thing, which is afraid of water and guilty about his brother. Yuri's thing is that she married for money and now wants to divorce a violent man. But But honestly, it was hard to have sympathy for her because she basically says, yeah, I married him for his money. Well, then, honey you're gonna not like divorce him and don't get money and don't expect me to be sorry for you yeah so and i mean eg is not defined like we find out that he killed his first wife in order to marry yori okay fine but i don't know so then they're on a and boat to get, and to get all her sweet money oh that's right that's right he yeah i forgot she had the money she was she in the Wikipedia. She's described as like wealthy, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, that's why she married. Yes, he married and, her. I mean, there's a flashback of him and her together. There's a flashback of him killing her. Yes, um, and I then think I saw that. Okay, so what? The, but that's I mean, what was added. I don't know. So that's where I was confused. There was a lot of flashbacks and a lot of like. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's based on a short story. I don't love excessive flashbacks because I feel no. like sometimes they can be used as like kind of a crutch. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, I start to check out because I kept, I keep thinking what super important information could you possibly be giving me in a flashback? You should give it to me in the, in the narrative. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it was, and there was a lot of them and it started to get like taxing. 
Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And then the rest of the episode is them on the boat, which I'll give it credit. Like, the boat's an interesting setting. I haven't, you know, you don't get that many horror movies completely set on this yacht. Uh, and there's typical J-horror ghost stalking them. Yeah. For 90 minutes. <laughs> I liked the boat a lot. Um, yeah. Zach and I even remarked these short episodes, more of them should have been single location. Totally, totally. Because that's smart, mm-hmm. you know, and like not just financially, but also like it tells your story yeah. a little bit. That's efficient. Um, yeah, it's 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 good, and I liked that. But like it, this for this for me, this episode was like fighting against itself. Like yeah. every time it did something, I was like, oh okay. And then it would like like decompress and someone i'd watch somebody crawl for like five five yes. minutes 20 minutes i don't know how long no no it was five minutes half. for you and it was 10 minutes for me i think that's how it, all of this worked because it didn't feel cut up to me like my my critique of some of these episodes could have been like like if we were talking about we all scream and you said to me i watched the hour and a half version i would have been like oh my gosh tell me what i missed right then, right because this made no right there's clearly this more was- here that i'm supposed to get this didn't feel like that yeah. at all. Agreed. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got it. Thanks. And also, again, maybe like... Maybe this could have been 40 minutes, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> Credit to it, because I, you know, it's another thing we've said is simplicity. Like, don't mm-hmm. give us 12 characters if you don't have time for them. Like, sure, three characters, all with, you know, a, a short story to tell. Yeah, that should have been 40 minutes. It just goes on. And it... Yeah. I don't know, there was nothing... And, and like, I would have let, granted, I didn't watch it in one sitting, but I couldn't watch it in one sitting. And if I had watched it in one sitting, I don't think I, I, about 30 minutes into it, I wrote the note, this is stupid and it's taking way too long. And that was when I paused and saw, oh my God, and I, I'm not even halfway through. I think that my house would have exploded if we had had that experience. Oh gosh, yeah. Because it was go, like it, it was a slow one, but it was, I, if we had paused it, and seeing that it was ha- still had ha- like half of it left, I I don't know. I yeah. think I might have been like, "Look, we'll finish it tomorrow." Yeah, <laughs> I can't keep doing this. Yeah, it just it didn't build anything for me. And like the first time they show, like the really I and I could be wrong about this. At least I think in my cut, the first like ghostly um, supernatural thing you see, aside from his nightmare about his brother, is a long-haired Japanese woman ghost. Yeah, and I'm so and again. Look, it might have been fresh in 2007, but boy, did that age badly because how many long-haired Japanese female ghosts have we had since then? Yeah. And it doesn't do anything <laughs> new with it. It And I just, what kills me is like, I don't know, I, again, I think like the, the actor playing Jack Daniel uh, Gillis, who's like from New Zealand, so no, not fucking Long Island. Um, he's good. He's handsome. He's like, he has enough, I think, charisma to make me watch him but these characters have nothing of interest i don't really feel bad for a man who's having sex with apparently his partner's wife i don't feel bad for the wife who married for money and is now having an affair i don't feel bad for this evil rich guy who's apparently an asshole like so i don't care about anybody um, well, I think I think a lot was hinging on us changing our alliances when we find out he murdered his previous wife yeah, uh, I really, I really feel like a lot was hinging on us going like, oh, I side with, um, right, 
I side with Jack and is it Yuri? I can't Yuri, remember anybody's. Yeah. And the boat's name Yuri. is Yuri. It should be easy. Oh, there you go. Um, I, ca- I probably could have told you that if you asked me. Um, <laughs> I, I think we, we were supposed to immediately be like, well, whatever they're doing pales in comparison to what this other man has done. And everyone's right to, yeah. to like, and do yet, that. as soon as, and granted, like, we, you know, we know from watching movies that we realize, oh, this guy is a bad dude. But as soon as he, they get one chance where um, Luigi goes into the water to like fix the motor, and very quickly Yuri is like, "We can kill him right now." Yeah. So it's yeah. like, well, what the, like, you're no better than him. Like, I have no reason to be on your side. Like, you've proven to be a murderer if given the chance. Why should I care about you? Yeah. So that I think was my main. I think you really hit hit it right there for me. I love when you dump me in the middle of a story and then, like, the story has to happen. I love that. But this did that and then didn't give me any other character stuff. Yeah. So people kept be- being wild and saying wild things and having wild motivation, and I kept not understanding where it was coming from. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, having watched the 90-minute version, neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a bummer because, like, if you have all these simple characters, yeah, it's easy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But then, it, then it's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and know. it makes you appreciate when you go back and look. And again, what we're gonna do when we finish talking about this is we're gonna go through our rankings of the episodes. But like, I think of the other, the best episodes, and how centered they were. How like they were about one person. They were about one family. Like, it just. You know, you, look, you have an hour, even if you have, if, and if you have 90 minutes, then make it worth 90 minutes. If you were going to do a 90 minute episode, then man, why wasn't the screw fly solution 90 minutes? Yeah. Like this had yeah. no reason to be 90 minutes because it just doesn't do anything special in 90 minutes. Honestly, for an additional half hour, I, you should, I would like you to have told me there was a different location or another yeah. character, <laughs> something. No, it was the three and the two ghosts. There's yeah. a scene in the beginning where he's in his office. Uh, there's yeah. a scene in the cab where he has miscommunication with the cab driver. Did you I don't know one? if I saw that. I don't know if I and saw it's that. Like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, man, that makes me angry. Because there's a scene like, and again, this is another thing. Look, fish out of water, American in an Asian country where they don't speak the language. Great. I'm into it. That's the grudge, right? That is something that I think yeah, the grudge yeah, yeah. did so well was, oh, here's Sarah Michelle Geller living in a country where she doesn't quite fit in. So it gives this added alienation element. I lived in Korea for a year and I don't speak Korean. I understand that there is a, there's an element of, I don't fit in. I'm a little lonely. All of these things. And... That, and to an extent, it seems to be Jack, because obviously he doesn't connect easily to people. All I got was a scene of him hailing a cab, taking the cab, the cab driver, trying him miscommunicating with the cab driver a little bit, and him getting out of the cab. That's what I got. Did I need that scene? Did it do anything at all? No, it just told me this guy doesn't speak Japanese. That, and they, they literally say that on the boat, though. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, now, now I'm angry. It was funny. Because when watching the episode at one, like, in the beginning, I was really like, oh, this is this is a rough one. I'm feeling it rough. And then I was like, oh, you know, okay. Like, and I kind of liked the ending. I, and and then after the more I thought about it, I started liking it more. I started disliking it more. And now as I'm talking it out, 
especially thinking, what did I get from 90 minutes that you didn't get in 60 minutes? And I think the scene where he can't pronounce Japanese properly, so his cab driver misunderstands him. That's what I fucking got? I mean, it sounds like it. Unless, I mean, so the end, there's, there's it like ramps up a little bit at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, we get a lot, we get some possessions that I don't understand. I guess, I don't know. He's seeing a ghost, um, he's seeing ghost wife try to attack him. He's trying to defend himself, but then as he almost throws an axe in her face, it turns out that it's Yuri. Right? Did you get yeah. that, I'm sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, like, E.G. at one point is possessed by, like, he's actually a corpse and he's possessed by the dead wife. Okay. Yeah. I guess, like, right before his arm falls off. Oh, yeah, his arm falls off. And oh, then the arm yeah, attacks really Jack. really bad CGI. The arm attacks Jack and, and yeah, and and then he, he almost hatchets Yuri, but the ghost brother is like, don't, it's a trick. He didn't say that, but like that's what he was implying, I think. I think and so. the ghost brother keeps him from killing Yuri, and then the ghost like ghost wife shows herself, and which there's some actually I think a lot of that actually kind of looked cool. So <laughs> then in the last for, like for me it was last five minutes. This actually got really cool in my opinion mm-hmm. because then the ghost is like chasing them around the boat, which is fun and weird and Scooby Doo like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it gave me. It had big Scooby Doo energy towards the end. Okay, so they're that. running around the boat, and then Yuri's like, "Jack, you have to jump in the water to get away from this ghost." And so, first of all, obviously, like, duh, he's scared of water. This isn't easy for him. So, like, he. But then also, like, to what end? And also, right. like, now you're stuck like, in the middle of the ocean. Honestly, though, it's a ghost. Why is jumping in the water? Like, she didn't haunt the boat. <laughs> but I think but, they think it's she's haunting the boat. But that's what... Which doesn't make sense, because she was killed and thrown off the... I think she was... I can't... Was she thrown off the boat and killed, or killed and thrown off the boat? I think she was killed and thrown off the boat. I could be wrong. So I think Yuri's thought is that, oh, she's haunting the boat, not the water. I don't think anybody gave any thought to it. Well, that too. Honestly. But I like that, because then we establish motherfucker she's not haunting a boat yeah she's she's in the water which was my favorite part of it because mm-hmm. she's like all green and ghostly and hovering over the water and like it looked cool and they're out in the middle of nowhere and i'm like this is so this is yeah. cool yeah, why was different. it the yeah. whole thing and then and then it they then you're like oh she's hovering around them and then she disappears and you're like oh good now they can swim to shore <laughs> In the middle but of then, the Pacific Ocean. But then, but then, uh, Ghost Wife grabs Yuri and she's gonna pull her down. But then Ghost Brother shows up, mm-hmm. and Ghost Brother saves them because Ghost Brother was never mad. Right. He was like, "I'm gonna protect you, but I can't communicate that to you. I guess. So I'm just gonna make you feel sad and scared, <laughs> and and drag Ghost Wife away from you so that you can pop back up and get back on the boat." Or get yes. rescued somehow. We don't. Yuri was right? underwater for a long time. I, I know. I'm like, I think we're past like four minutes. I'm pretty sure she's dead. She was underwater for a long time, mm-hmm. but it seemed to work out. Yes, yes. And so, <laughs> shock of shocks, I didn't mind Helpful Ghost. Because I I'm mean, like, they told it well. You had two ghosts, you had two men haunted by people that they had, that they were responsible for their death one way or another in very different degrees. So I was okay with that. I was like, all right, this, this, this came together. 
I I called it from from the jump. I said, "Oh, the brother's going to be a helpful ghost." Mhm. Makes sense. But like like whatever. I like that. So, yeah. that's not that's not me saying anything negative about the construct of the story. I liked it. I like helpful ghosts. So, like, I don't care. <laughs> if I if if 20 minutes in I go like, "Oh, that brother ghost is going to be helpful." And then he is, like, good for me. Well, I, I get think, what I want. Yeah. No, and I think thinking through, I'm like, you know what it is? I don't like helpful ghosts when they're the only ghost. <laughs> I get what you're saying. You know? So, no, no, no. The helpful ghost beat the bad ghost. Yes. And I and I liked that because I like when ghosts are presented like people. There are mm-hmm. good people and there and are bad. bad people. And then I can still be afraid of a ghost, right? I'm still, I'm not told that ghosts are good. I'm told some ghosts are bad, some are, some are good. So you should have been afraid of vengeful wife ghost. But here's helpful boy ghost and that was fine. Yeah. 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 And so they, it ends. We had a, I had a coda in mind. Did you have a coda? I don't think so. Oh, okay. So there's a coda of, um, I want to say that there's a card that says three months later. Um, the two of them are on a boat and they're like happy and talking and uh, they're basically, they say, I'm trying to remember exactly. I feel like he like scatters ashes or something, but I could be wrong. Um, but they say something to the effect of, oh, well, now we, you know, we have a name for our baby. So you're led to believe now that, oh, three months later, they end up together. She's pregnant. They're going to name their baby Sean. Yeah, I was fine with that. If somebody told me that I had seen that part, I I would call them a liar because I don't think I saw that. So that was, I guess, where we got the other 30 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. How long was this coda? Was this coda 27 minutes? No. (laughs) God, that makes, what makes me angry is me thinking like, so all of those moments when I'm like, God, this is taking forever. Like, it's because they were padding the time, but they could have edited that shit out. I thought that too. In Mm. the hour version. Like, I got it. Boy. Let's go. Come yeah, on. That is not a good sign. I don't know. It's so wild. Yeah. It's so wild that you watched the hour and a half version. Yeah. I don't know. If I was a glutton for punishment, I would watch it. You, I mean, I'm not telling you how to live your life, but I would not recommend it. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. Wow, fascinating. So, yeah, I've, I've kind of gone on a roller coaster of opinion on this episode. <laughs> Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I still didn't like it, and I think it. I end up feeling pretty negatively about it. Um, but I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's one of those movies that I, you know, if I had seen it um, as a movie, I would say, okay, I saw it. I will never watch them again. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way about this episode. Yeah, I don't. If there were was anything for me to get from it, um, narratively or visually. I got it in, honestly, the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. It is now in my brain, and I never need to look at it or yep. think about it again. Um, do you recommend anybody seeks it out? I mean, if you if you like Helpful Ghosts, <laughs> um, if you like Single Location, if you like Water Horror. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's stuff there. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's it's not stuff terribly in... made. No, there's stuff in here that other episodes didn't do. True, very so true. So that sets it apart. But, but it, it it's for me. There's not enough story there to warrant how long it was. Yeah. Ironically, <laughs> just imagine how I feel, Christine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't. If I had watched the hour and a half version, I I think I would be filing for divorce right now. I think Zach would have left me. Yeah, I didn't put my husband through any this season. 
Um, yeah, and I don't know. In hindsight, I may go back one day and show him one or two that I enjoyed. Um, but I also, uh, you know, like to preserve my marriage. So yeah, it's I yeah I guess. So I, I you know, the, the silent um, partner in this. Let us give a hand to Zach for staying with you through all of this. He has watched every single one, I think. Wow. Oh man. All right. So yeah. that's uh, Dream Cruise. Yeah, we did it. Uh, we did. But let's now look back upon what we did. Uh, so prior to tonight, we were both uh, decided that we would do our ranking on yeah, this season. Yeah, we did. Uh, do you want to go bottom to top? Bottom to, like least favorite? Yes. Okay. I don't know what bottom to top means, <laughs> I guess. Yes. So last season, I felt, let me, I, I already told you this, but I, I had to write these down mm-hmm. because last season I did it off the top of my head because I felt so strongly about the ones I didn't like. Yes, yes. And the few shining examples of what was good were like obvious. So sure. obviously those would have been my tops. This was a little bit harder mm-hmm. because there was there was uh, there were shades of good and bad. I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, yeah, and similarly, I what I did was I kind of I sat down and I wrote out my list without looking at a list of what the episodes were. Uh-huh. Because I'm like purely just That's based smart. on what I watched and what I remembered. And I was really curious because I'm like, I I'm sure I'm going to forget something. And so it's funny. to, And I actually remembered 12 out of 13. And I think it's very telling of the one that I forgot. So Will you, will you tell me what of you forgot? Of course I will. You... I'll tell you when I get to it in my list. Okay. Do you want to go? So our number 13, do you want to each say our 13? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Right. So, so on the count of three, number 13, one, okay. two, three. Pelts. Pro-life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> right there with you. Believe me, it was very close. Yeah, they could, they're interchangeable. Yep. Be, my 12 is pelts. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so let's <laughs> talk about pelts first. Uh, pelts is the Dario <laughs> they Argento. Bad. Oh, they're both terrible. <laughs> they're both really bad. Um, for me, I thought about it. I'm like, I think pelts is worse in terms of quality. Yeah. But I think pro-life is worse in terms of um, morality, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't like either of them, though. Like, I... No. So, it's like a, you're you're racing for last. Like, at, the, yeah. at that point, they both sucked. So, I didn't like Pelts. I thought Pelts was, like, gross, but not fun. I thought it was, Aggressively like, Aggressively mean. It's rapey. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's nonsensical. Yeah, it's just, it's very stupid, and I think the fact that um, it's ranked so high on IMDb honestly does make me hate it more, because I look at it and I'm like, oh right, this is what male horror filmmakers knew male, a lot of outspoken male horror fans who were in charge of the horror community in 2007, this is what they wanted, so this is what you gave them, and thanks a lot, because you didn't give anything to me. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but now with pro life, which was your worst, tell me about why pro life was your number thirteen. Um, I think for me this one, one won the cheap race. Mm. It looked really cheap yeah. to me. Um, I, I remember more of it, and I and more of it makes me angry to think about. Like, sure, I I think about the Ron Perl- Perlman character and I get mad. Like, I don't like the characters. I don't like the message or lack of message. I think the fact of who did it, yeah, who, whose episode this was, makes it, like, 
egregiously bad. Yeah. Like it's it's just for me it's really bad and it's it takes this stanceless stance. Yep. And and I just it, Pelts doesn't necessarily have like a a point of view. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, but like this like perpetrates like it does. But it doesn't. Yeah. And I don't I just I think it's just really a really poor example of like what mediocre people think makes like horror. Like yeah. it's not it's not like I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I, There's I'm no skill. Um, no, I, I think I'm with you because I think what pro-life does, pro-life so clearly, aggressively sets out to get attention to itself by calling itself pro-life, by setting itself in an abortion clinic. Um, and it feels very much like the writers looked at season one and said, oh, everybody talked about homecoming because it was about the Iraq war. Yep. So what's the other, what's the hottest topic you can talk about to get attention? Oh, abortion. If we make an abortion episode, they're going to talk about it. doesn't have to be good. We just have to be shocking. And yeah. fuck you because you're taking something that, look, you can joke about abortion. I'm fine with joking about abortion. I'm fine with, with having abortion be a small part of a bigger story. But don't come to a don't set out to tell a story about something you have no right talking about, um, and do it in, do it this badly. <laughs> what's What's funny is I I rated these on IMDb as I went along, and I just looked. I gave Pelts a one and Pro Life a three. <laughs> wow! So I rated them. Yeah. Having sat with them, I am now more anti. I will remind you, though, I think you did pelts while we were recording because we were so angry at how high its IMDb rating was. So I think we were both like, fuck it, one, to help bring it down. So there could have been something else at play. And I stand by that one. Mm -hmm. I think for me, though, pro-life might have have been deserving of those two extra points because I did find some of the acting in it to be. Yeah, it's it's a better made episode, I think. Yeah. All right. Number 11. Want to do it on oh, three so again? Were yours inverted too? Mine were inverted. So mine 13 was Pelts and 12 was Pro Life. Oh, I'm glad we're on the same page. I know. So, so wait, is your 11 Valerie on the stairs then? I completely forgot about Valerie on the stairs. Wait, how did I do that? 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. What did I do? I feel I might have added an episode. I completely forgot about Valerie on the stairs. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it is pretty Wow. Fun. That wasn't the one I thought I forgot about, but that's the one that I completely forgot about, which would mean um, I am going to put that one. No, I'm going to not quite put that one there. I'd put that one Ooh. a teeny bit higher. Okay. I didn't like Valerie on the stairs because it was it was naked lady for yes. no reason. It was confusing. It was the fetishization of writing, yep. which I hate. Yep. Um, it's too it's many things. It's not nearly as like. interesting as screenwriters think it is. It, it's too many things that I didn't like all wrapped in a boring package yeah I mean there is a reason why like every think of every job in the world there's a reason why they, why the people that do them don't write movies about them because it's what you do isn't that interesting it is yeah. interesting maybe to other people but then not when you're telling that story yeah yeah I mean I didn't like Valerie on the stairs um I guess I liked some of the makeup involved in it I think it was it had some interesting ideas but yeah it's not good at all yeah uh no my number let's wait 13 12 11 my number 10 was going to be uh the season premiere of the damned thing wait what's your 11 
wait a minute. Oh, wait, I am so stupid. I don't know why. I see what I did. I see what I did. My number 11 is the damn thing. This is the funnest. I got confused. I'll tell you exactly what I did. Oh, this is really funny. I Because I've always done this. I get pro-life confused with right to die because of the titles. Yeah, I don't blame that you. That I wrote Pelt's pro-life and I wrote right to die with it, not thinking of right to die the episode, but thinking right to die was actually pro-life. So without realizing it, I just wrote, I wrote right to die twice. Right to die is a little bit higher on my list. That's what I did. So my number 11 is the damn thing. My number 10 is the damn thing. Oh, perfect. So we're right there. Cause now my number, my number 10 is Valerie on the stairs. So okay. now we're back. So in essentially, yeah. So there, our, our bottoms are essentially we're the just same. Flipped. They're just, yeah, yeah, completely. I, I thought the damned thing was very boring. Yes. But I didn't necessarily, after seeing the ones that were really bad, I didn't necessarily think it was bad. I just mm. didn't, it, I didn't connect with it. I didn't think yep. it was entertaining. It it was a little, like, reductive. It's been done. It's, yep. eh, whatever. Yeah, it just, it felt, the damned thing is one that every time I think about it, I, I, like, remember things about it and forget key things about it. Yeah. And then I end up thinking, like, wait, how did it end again? And what was it actually about? And it just leaves so such no impression because it has no real um, viewpoint, I think. No, it has, it no, has no yeah. stance. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no guiding force to it. It. I don't think Tobe Hooper was a great director at that time in his career. <laughs> no, it's, 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 for me, it's too bad to be forgettable. Yeah. But it's right on that line. Yeah. Of like, oh, I can just never think about this yeah. again. Still a big improvement from um, Dance of the Dead. Uh, yeah. I would watch this every day if, if it kept me from having to ever look at Dance of the Dead again. You know, Christine, or I could just never look at them again. Like, anyway. 2020 has been rough, but I don't want to go there. I don't want to go oh. to the place of, how bad can it be? Oh, everything is broken, and the only DVD I have that works is the damned thing. I would stop watching things. I would kill myself. Um, <laughs> so my number 10 is Valerie on the Stairs. So now yep. we're at number nine. What's your number nine? I I, uh, I think our eight and nines might be swapped. My number nine is We All Scream. Me too! Oh, fun! Yay! <laughs> Mostly because I didn't get the point of it. It was stupid. No, and I, the thing was, it's not that it was stupid. Killer Ice Cream, I'm on board for yeah, I love an absurd this uh, concept. weird, somewhat serious telling of a killer ice cream story, I am not there for. Yeah, it and it was mean when it had no reason to be mean, mm-hmm. and it felt, like I said, it felt like a, like a bad Stephen King rehash. Yeah. It was just, but there were things in it that were like, okay-ish, so that's why I guess it's nine and not 13. <laughs> and I'll tell you, this is the one that I forgot. This is the one that really? I made my full list, How and I was like, you... what am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? And I had to pull up the list, because I could not, could not remember this one. <laughs> and again, what does it say? It's about a clown and body-melting ice cream. That's weird. You should not forget that. And yet, I forgot that this episode. That's, it, I mean, it is strange. Yeah. I'm very surprised that that was your yeah. uh, night. Now, number eight, what you got? Uh-huh. Um, number eight for me is Right to Die. So number eight is not Right to Die. Number seven is Right to Die. Number eight for me is Dream Cruise. Really? Yeah. Where's Dream um, Cruise on you, your list? 
it's it's number seven. Okay, I figured because I'm like it can't be that much higher. Looking at what's left. No, no, no. no. It's because I right to die. I didn't. There were things in it like that I actively didn't enjoy. Yes. But like for me, Dream Cruise was super like it was super middle of the road. So I put it in the middle. That's fair. It just kind of fit there. So what I did when I made my list was I wrote down my top, like, three or four, and then I wrote down my bottom mm-hmm. couple, and then I just kind of filled in the middle. Sure. And that one was literally the last right one I middle. wrote down. Yeah. Well, I think Dream Cruise is a better episode. And again, I'm going off the 90-minute version. Dream Cruise is competent. It's well-acted. Um, it looks good, save for some really bad CGI. Uh, I just found Dream Cruise... Th- the way I thought to these two... Whereas um, Right to Die is messy, it is, um, some of the performances are really good, some of them are blah, Um, the story is confusing, the reality of it is very odd, it does some, the more I'm thinking about it, it does some really shitty, stupid storytelling tricks for the sake of being, making tricks, but I thought to myself, of these two, if I had to watch one again, which one would I watch again, and that would be Right Right to Die. Well, yeah, I think I think you're hitting on something there. Even though my right to die is lower than Dream Cruise, I have already referenced right to die in a conversation. I mm-hmm. I do think about it. Yeah. So I think it's left more of an impact yes. than Dream Cruise likely will. But for me, it was there was a little bit of of tonal. There were too many tonal issues, I sure. guess. That I just was like, Meh. I'll, I might think about it, but I'll never watch it mm-hmm. again. I get it. I get it. Uh, all right, so now we're up to number six. I think this is where it's going to really start to to differ. I think what we didn't like was very clear, but what we ended up liking, like, I yeah, think, I don't it'll... know. It, it's fascinating because the it's a close race between. I think for me, number well, six and five are are I could go either way. Interesting. Yeah. So, so my, what is your six? My six is the V word. Me too. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, I I liked it. Yeah. There's stuff there that I liked. I have thought about it since. This mm-hmm. season is definitely st- going to stick with me in a more positive way than the Same. first one did. Um, but there, it was. It felt unfinished. It felt a little sloppy. Storytelling-wise, it needed some editing. It just needed to understand whose story it was. Uh, maybe split split the storytelling a little bit more. Give a more clear coda. Yeah. It, it, but it did stuff I liked, and it was it was yeah. different. Yeah, and it um it had a great cast. Both you know it had Michael Ironside being amazing and you know mm-hmm. sexy. Uh, it had the young the, and I think that's what I go back to is like I loved these teenagers. I loved that they were nice kids who were friends with each other. Um, and it's just so refreshing when you get that. And I really enjoyed that. And I, I wish this was one that I'm like, you know, if I wish of anything on here, um, and maybe with one exception, this would be like one of the episodes, if I could say, give it another chance, give it, go back to it and give it another $5 million and expand it and just retouch it, edit it. Like think of like any like reality, like Project Runway, where sometimes mm-hmm. when it's a tie and they're like, okay, you're just going to go back and edit, edit your outfit down and bring it back to us. This is the episode I'd want them to do that with. Because I feel like it's really close to being really good, but it just had a little too much going on. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, which is disappointing. But, like, it uh, it definitely it holds up compared to some other ones. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I would say for me, and I think you're probably in the same boat, six 
onward from this one onward are all good good episodes yeah yeah all right so number five yep i I think we're gonna differ here because i think um my number five i think is gonna be higher up on your list my number five is the black cat yeah my my five is family okay oh my four is family yeah, my four is Black Cat. So there we, we go. Swap, please. Perfect. <laughs> Perfectly aligned. Look at that. Yeah. Family, honestly, I maybe could have pushed it pushed it lower, but it's still Landis. And sure. that that gives it a stink for me. Uh, which that's is fair. I mean, look, I get like that might come across as bias, but I don't fucking care. It's my opinion. He's not I can be biased from about it, trust it. Me. it is such an improvement yeah. over Dear Woman, right? Yeah, yeah, Dear Woman. Oh, that felt weird coming out of my mouth. <laughs> it's such an improvement over Dear Woman that oh, yes. it, it you need to at least acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, it's not perfect, but it's nice that he took it fucking seriously. Yes, yes. And <laughs> that it was so early. It was episode two this season. And yep. I remember when we looked at the list, we're like, oh, crap. Episode one is Hooper. Episode two is Landis. We were both, like, terrified of what that would be. And then I sit down and watch Family, and I'm like, ten minutes in, I'm like, I think this is really good. And I ultimately really, I liked the tone. I liked, he directed an episode. He he cared about what it looked like. He cared about what it sounded like. The music has an identity to it. The performances are really good. Um, and it's a fun story that has a good, maybe predictable, but good, satisfying twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think it makes me hate Dear Woman even more because Same. it's like, oh, you, you could have done yes. this well. Yeah. You could have taken this seriously. This opportunity that people would kill for. Kill yeah. for. Mm-hmm. You could. Oh, oh, okay. Cool. Thanks. Thanks yes. for phoning it in. Yeah, pretty much. Fucking dickhead. Um, yep. Yeah. I don't so disagree. Black Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Black Cat was your five. Was my five four. your four? Um, like it a lot still. Yeah. Um, maybe like it a little less than the first time I saw it. Because I knew what it was doing, sure. so like the element of surprise was gone. But I still really like it. I still think it's super solid. Stuart Gordon showed up yes. big time this whole series, so thanks. Thanks for that, sir. Yeah, I'm looking forward to his Fear Itself episodes, or episode, Yay! I guess. But yeah, Black Hat feels like somebody intelligent um, sat down and said, okay, I have another opportunity to tell an hour-long story. What do I want to do? And came up with a creative, interesting, smart story to tell and put effort behind the directing. The actors put effort in what they're doing. It looks mm-hmm. good enough for what it is. Um, and it is it is a special episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So that brings us to the top three. three. Bronze, silver, and gold. Uh, I'm Okay, so we know what's left, okay? The episodes that are left are... Mm-hmm. The Screwfly Solution, The Washingtonians, and Sounds Like. So obviously, my top three. Obviously, they're yes. they're very good. They are they are, and these are I think where it breaks to me. The, these three are great episodes. Um, the next group, Family to V Word, are really good episodes. Uh, right to Die to the damn thing are like, uh, and then to complete yeah. piles of shit. So yeah, I think that's. It's interesting that our lists aren't exactly right, but they definitely break up into those quadrants. Yes, yes, same. very, very close. <laughs> so, what is your bronze medal? Uh, sounds like me too. Yeah, I like sounds like a lot. Yeah, I think sounds um, like is probably 
the best episode in terms of quality. If you're ranking these twelve, these thirteen episodes, and saying which is the best made episode, which is the most effective, which is the scariest, I think sounds like is the best filmmaking in this group. Yeah. It. But why is it three for you then? Because I can tell you why it's three for me. <laughs> because it is. Um, because the other two. Because one of the other two is so much fun. The other and the other one is really really special yes so for me the it is it is wonderfully done brad anderson is i i i like him a lot it it plays great the acting is great yeah it's chris bauer is fantastic well. yeah it knows that it's a, it's on tv it mm-hmm. it it just does so many it things understood right. the assignment and took the assignment and said i'm oh. going to do as good a job on this assignment with the materials i have that i can and it does it is still predicated on a man murdering his wife. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, it so is. So, like, maybe you thought outside the box in, like, a big way, but, like, maybe not. You just not couldn't shake this one thing. And, again, I go back to, which, spoiler alert, to um, Session 9, but Session 9 is too. <laughs> no, I know. And there's, I have a soft spot for Session 9 because I saw it so soon after it it existed and I felt like, I, I got, it was filmed in Massachusetts mm-hmm, right sure. around where I grew up like I have a lot of attachment to it so, but I get I get what it's doing and I get yeah. why people wouldn't wouldn't enjoy it yeah and that's okay yeah. Uh, yeah. so ours are going to be exactly the I'm same. sure they are number two Washingtonians Washingtonians yeah, yeah. of course yeah <laughs> um so it's really great it's so much fun it's like I, I mean it is stupid and smart and I love that combination so much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is, hey, okay, so what story do you want to tell, director of The Changeling and a, a working director of television since then? I don't know. Here's this weird short story about George Washington being a cannibal. Let's do it. Okay. Please. It, yeah. Any Anything, any idea, even the stupidest idea can be done well if it's yeah. done well. Yes. Like, just just do it well. Yeah. And and it does and it did. so... It understands how to... And again, the perfect way to kind of explain how why it's so good is to put it next to We All Scream for Ice Cream, which is doing the same thing. Here is a stupid yep. concept. Killer Ice Cream, Cannibal George Washington. These are both ridiculous stories mm-hmm. on paper. Okay, so how do we turn them into a good hour of TV? Well, if you're Peter Maybach, you understand that you have to then take the absurdity, make it absurd by filling it with characters that that are you, that are reacting the way you would, that you care about them enough to not just write it off as something stupid, to actually be invested in their fate, but also to laugh because George Washington is eating babies. Yep. Versus We All Scream for Ice Cream, where it's like, yeah, what do, how do we do it? I don't know. What does Stephen King do? Well, let's do a shitty version of that. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 is, it is. I will think about it for a very long time. I would recommend it. Yeah, same. Um, so, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. And then that leaves, of course, number one. For me, this is two years in a row of Joe Dante uh, taking the gold medal. Um, with uh, this case, Screwfly Solution. Screwfly Solution. Yeah, so tell me, talk to me about Screwfly Solution. Um, well, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really great. I thought it was really interesting. It is our only uh, entry not penned by a man. <laughs> yes, or um, the initial, is... uh, the initial uh, source material. 
that that's which is interesting and fun mm-hmm. and it shows it's not perfect it is not perfect yes. i would say that probably it so, sounds like in washingtonians are structured better mm-hmm. um but it's it's really doing something yeah. and and i think that's where when we say something doesn't have a pov like if your thing doesn't have a point of view and it's also kind of shoddy, what was the point of it? Yes. But if your thing has a, P- a POV and it's like, could have like, eh, you're gonna still like it because yeah. you you're gonna like what it was going for. This thing sh- like shot for the moon. Yeah. It really and- does. It is telling a very big story. It's doing it by centering it on you know a small group of people. Mm-hmm. But it is so ambitious in what it's doing and in terms of politically what it's doing. Yep. Whereas you look at every other episode, and I'm not saying these episodes should have been political. No, it's totally like, look, you have an hour to tell a horror story. If you're going to tell um, you know, a story about uh, George Washington being a cannibal, there doesn't have to be anything political about that. That's fine. But don't be fucking John Carpenter taking this script by two hacks and saying, oh, here, we're, we're going to tell pro-life. Oh, here's Right to Die, and episode, episodes that are so obnoxiously, blatantly positioning themselves mm-hmm. to appear political because people will talk about them, and yet have no intelligence or political balls yeah. to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, you have Joe Dante, who, not a young man when he's making this episode, Mm-mm. who says, okay, well... Here's, you know, whereas Homecoming was very current, this is not a current story. It's based on a story from, what was it, 70 or late I think 60s, it was. I think it was the 70s, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's done a new story. He doesn't have to do anything new with it and just says, okay, here's a story that, first of all, how the fuck was this never adapted? And, and figuring out, okay, uh, this is my chance to adapt this story. How, do, how am I going to do it? And how am I going to maintain what the story is saying with my limited tools, and he does it. Mm-hmm. I I think uh, the the thing that springs to mind for me is something like this versus something like uh, pro life. This is made with a, a level of integrity. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. <laughs> like, I, I I don't know. Like it just shows you. I guess it shows you the difference in in filmmakers. Yeah, like not to say that like John Carpenter lacks integrity, but like. I don't think he I cared think, when he was making these. I don't think I John Carpenter say, has cared about a movie since, like, Ghosts of Mars. Maybe that's, maybe it's less that, like, John Carpenter lacks integrity and more that, like, Joe Dante leads with yes, that. Yes. His film make like, yeah. see, that's what he chooses to, to do when he tells stories, which I fucking appreciate, honestly. Yeah. And, I mean, he did it his whole career with, you know, I mean, sure, inner space doesn't necessarily have political content, but Gremlins does. Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> you know, like, Small Soldiers does. Like, yep. everything he did, he... Um, and again, it's why I think, you know, we're, we're fans of his, we're fans of Stuart Gordon's. Like, because they're similar in that way. Stuart Gordon wasn't as political, but I think everything he made, he made with intelligence. Yeah. Joe Dante makes, tells stories with a level of emotional and... Uh, psychological intelligence to tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I was thinking about this with, I don't think I brought it up on the episode, but I thought about this after the fact. How do you know John Carpenter didn't really care about making these episodes? He didn't do the music for Pro Life. Did his son do it? Uh, he did for Cigarette Burns. I don't oh, know okay. that he did it for, I don't think he did it for Pro Life. 
but it just feels like one way you know, like, oh, right, because what does John Carpenter really care about today? About his music career, which is fine. Like, look, when I retire from my job, my life is probably going to be, like, you know, um, writing about movies and playing Boggle. Those are very different things from what I do for a living. That's fine. But I feel like that's John Carpenter now. Like, filmmaking, he's done, he's retired, but he still is passionate about music, which he didn't bring to this episode, because he just doesn't care. Uh, Whereas, and Joe Dante just clearly, and again, and his co-writer too, and you read interviews and you see, it's not just that they wanted to tell this story, it's that they wanted to tell this story to the people they knew were watching these episodes, and by the people they knew, I mean the men who were the, watching the people Dear that Woman. liked pelts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really. Oh. I mean, there was that interview quote that I pulled that was absolutely Sam Ham saying, you know, hey, we're just, you know, we're we're we are challenging our audience to say, you've watched <laughs> episodes where women have been mutilated. Um, you know, for what? How does that make you feel? How should it make you feel? Maybe think about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it is transgressive. Like, it is genuinely, um, it, it really is addressing some of the issues of this series. And yep. I nobody else was going to do that. And I think that's why, for me, it's one and, yeah. and not three. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, um, even if quality-wise yeah. sounds like is a better told story, I think this just when I look at this in terms of the series, I'm like so proud of it. In, yeah, in my own it's way. great. Yeah, and uh, James Tiptree Jr. I mentioned this on another episode. I yep. think uh, you can get a collection of short stories uh, pretty cheap. Uh, used bookstores, eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the best. Yeah. Some of the best short fiction I've ever read. I am really excited. I read Screwfly Solution. I really enjoyed it. I'm really excited to read more of her stuff. Everything I've read is better than that. That is so exciting. Um, I got a really good collection for like $9. It's like a phone book. It's so good. And it's so sci-fi. And it's doing... It's Like I said, I do not know how someone didn't immediately clock this as a woman writing under a a pen name. It It is wild. There is a story where... I can't, I can't even, but there's just this, it, the way that, that like she talks about what's important to men. Mm. It's this way that's it's not like, and it shows up clearly in this story. Yeah. Like it's not, she's not like passing judgment. It's just stated as a fact. Right. And it's just really interesting how like, obviously these stories were written 30, 40, 50 years ago now, and they're still so fucking relevant. It's haunting yeah. when that happens. Yeah. And and in the hands of men who understood that. Yeah. Um, and again, the the fact that there were two seasons of Masters of Horror with no females behind the camera is yeah. is fucking bullshit, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now Mick Garris recognizes that. Uh, again, in 2007, it was a little different. People weren't as... Um, actively listened to. Um, I wouldn't even say they weren't as as angry about it. It was just that there weren't enough voices to be heard and make that click with anybody listening. Mm-hmm. So all of your horror productions, all of your you know your big horror websites just didn't care yet. It took more time for enough women to like make the point for it to be heard. It took a no- It took more 
movies made by women to get accepted for somebody to say, oh, well, the Babadook was good, so I guess women can do horror. Like, it, it took time. It's still taking time. We see that no. constantly. Um, as, as recently as, I don't know, six months ago, someone said to me with a straight face, well, I think if more women wanted to direct horror movies, they could. <laughs> Part- so the reason that Does that person now have because- a- like an acid scarred face, I hope, after you threw no, acid in it? I- it came from a place of of trying to be helpful, yeah. but kind of being ignorant as a, a, a straight presenting white male sure. who seems to have every had everything handed to them. Yeah. Like they don't recognize that just because you want to do something doesn't mean you don't get you you'll get to. Right. Like I want to do a lot of stuff, but I won't get to do that. So to say like women don't direct or write genre stuff because because they don't want to is just wild yes. like <laughs> yeah it's wild what 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 woman is our what woman was was mick garris going up to saying do you want to direct an episode of this and they went mm, no i don't like that yeah <laughs> pardon <laughs> and again if it happened once and it might have because i know mary heron yeah um, well, was was i think supposed to or she comes she's on fear itself but that's one like there were other women <laughs> like, yeah and to be like oh mary heron and Catherine bigelow said no right okay so well, i guess that's why literally yeah. anyone else yeah i don't know <laughs> like women make short movies like women go to horror festivals yeah. like i don't know i'm sure your agent knows somebody like do yeah. some fucking work and and that's the, the fact, thing that's the like thing. when yeah. you had episodes like dear woman and pelts like when you had shit like it would be one thing if you set a standard and you said i don't know i don't think we can take the chance on a director who's only done short films let's just say that was a case where they said oh you know we we have like a couple of names but they haven't actually done feature length yeah but dear woman like but i mean you you didn't set any precedent you're you're not giving us it's not like we're going to be disappointed. Like anything somebody does is going to be better than Dear Woman. Well, so let my cat you, direct it. She's female. You just you just encapsulated the entire issue. People would rather settle for something mediocre to bad from from a tested yeah. name than than that from someone that you've never sure. heard of. Yeah. I mean, like that doesn't seem right to me. No. No. <laughs> but it's slowly but surely it's changing yeah. you know yeah. and, and it changes when we and and look like for i mean i think anybody listening to us like knows this and supports us doing it but if anybody's listening and saying like well i mean come on like you know hey like look at it this way or that way like i just go back to like jordan peele's Candyman, right the reason yeah. and i understand like look we had west craven presents for years i, I understand know. a studio saying Jordan Peele gets more clicks than Nina DaCosta, but Nina DaCosta doesn't get those clicks and that, you know, that fame if we don't call out the people doing that on it. So that's why we do it. Yeah, that's the the problem is it's that it's it's the snake eating its tail. It's the well, you can't get hired here unless you have unless you have uh, experience, but you can't get experience experience. unless you have experience. And then. So, like, I don't, no one knows who Nia DaCosta is, but they'll never know who Nia DaCosta is if you never say her fucking name. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. So, yes, 100%. I get mad about that. I Um, I get mad about the fact that, I will say this and then we can be done. What I get mad is, um, 
it's women have been directing movies writing stories, creating media, existing in these spaces since these spaces existed. But every generation of women is like, I'm the first one doing this because we erase it. Yes. We erase them from the narrative. So everyone feels like they're reinventing the wheel. And, and, and that is why that Jordan Peele's Candyman pisses me off sure. because in 25 years we need it to be Nia DaCosta's so another group of women are like women haven't been making horror movies it's so weird it's so hard to get started no they have they did the yeah. work and then someone erased it yes you're <laughs> it right. makes me so mad I get it girl I get it uh, all right I'll I know stop. no no hey we're gonna have to do it again next season so to give everybody an update on where we're at, so what we'll do next week, we will take a pause to uh, do a big old what we've been watching. I know my list is piled up. Your list, I know not as much because you haven't been doing as many movies, but that's okay. No, it's really long. I think I'm going to have oh, to cut out all good. the stuff that is that's just rewatches. That's okay. That's okay. Um, it'll be fun. So we'll do a full, hey, all these other th- stuff that we've been watching. Uh, and then when we come back, now there's a couple of things. I think we're going to just, I feel like we should just, continue with the unofficial season three of fear itself yes which i believe is streaming on the roku channel yes i believe you're right yes and then afterwards we'll see we may do masters of science fiction we may find another horror anthology we may be ready for movies again i don't know it's a it's a whole new world out there (laughs) we'll play it by ear we will so uh in the meantime i guess the lessons of season two, give it a chance. If you, I mean, I, I feel like if you've listened this far, I hope you've watched most of the episodes or at least the good ones. Um, but I do encourage people to seek out the good ones. They're worth it. Um, this season was a lot better, easier. Um, I feel like I'm walking away with something. Yes. I don't feel like it was completely useless, which is always nice. Yeah. And again, I feel like I got stuff out of this season where for me last season I think the big um the big like thing I walked away with was uh William Malone was saying oh wow Bill Malone is a good director and I did seek out another one of his movies and I really liked it and I said ah I'm gonna watch more of his stuff I'm gonna take him seriously I'm gonna keep my eye out for him um and I think this season it's been oddly enough the things that I took from this season was I need to read um, Alice Sheldon and uh, Bentley Little. It was actually the source material that made me want to read more. So that's exciting to me. Well, yeah, that and, is, yeah. that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And a continued uh, desire to revisit and make sure I support Joe Dante and everything he does because yeah. the guy supports me, I feel like. He's a good one. Yeah. All right. So on that note, everybody, uh, stay safe this week and stay cold, like, Oh my God! It's ninety-five degrees outside today. Is it that Is hot it? by you? No, it's it's hot for here, which yeah. I think it's going to be in like the mid to high seventies. I I know if that's not hot. I know, but it's okay but... for it's all relative. <laughs> So I, what I'm saying is, right now, if William Forsyth showed outside showed up outside my apartment with ice cream, and if he was wearing a face mask, um, and could put the face put the ice cream down on the ground, and I could walk over and pick it up. Uh, even if it might turn me into a melted pile of melt, uh, I might just eat it right now. Yeah, there's a lot of criteria for that, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks, everybody, for taking this journey with us. Yay. Thanks. Bye.